Thanks to Lagoon Sleep for sponsoring our show. Whether you're training for a race or coming back from an injury, rest and recovery are critical. For deep, restorative sleep, switch to a performance pillow from Lagoon. Use code AMR for 15% off your first purchase at lagoonsleep.com slash AMR. Thanks to ASPCA Pet Insurance for supporting another mother runner. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash AMR. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Thanks to Fabric by Gerber Life for supporting another mother runner. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash AMR. Welcome to Many Happy Miles, a podcast that celebrates all types of forward movement. Whether it's a snowy run under gray clouds or a hot hike under a blazing sun, we're here to say yay to it all. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I am Sarah Wassner Flynn, your co-host, and today, your guest, Dimity. I know, I'm so excited. Yep, we've got a special episode today here, friends. Last weekend, my Train Like a Mother teammates, Sarah Wassner Flynn, Kathy Engstrom, and April Hopkins, and I gathered in Phoenix to do the Mammoth March in McDowell Regional Park. I mean, I had to do it with the name McDowell Regional Park. <laughs> um, the Mammoth March is a nationwide series of 20-mile hikes held in different parks around the country. We have a group program training for and doing the hike together in the Delaware Valley on June 15th. So I wanted to use this trip as a trial run to get a sense of the event the aid stations, the course markings, and to kind of get what it feels like to hike with about a thousand other people, which is not normally what you, you do out on a trail. So I don't like to do epic hikes alone. So we use this opportunity for some team bonding. And because I have to do a podcast about every epic hike I ever do, we're going to tell you about our day today. I've got my three teammates here. Um, so before we launch into the hike details, Tell us a little bit about yourselves, even if people already kind of know where you live, how many kids you have, kind of what your running status is, how long you've been running, that kind of thing. So, um, Sarah, I'll start with you, even though you're kind of a known commodity around here. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Sarah. I live in Rockville, Maryland, which is not too far outside of D.C. I have four kids. They are now four 10, no, I'm going to get it wrong. I always do. 4, 11, 13, and 15. And uh, I am a lifelong runner. And currently I am training for the Boston Marathon, which is less than eight weeks away. So that's where I am. Not that you're counting or anything. <laughs> you're like, let's get this marathon training over with. All right. April, what about you? I'm April. I live in Bakersfield, California. I have two kids, a daughter who is 12, almost 13, and a son who is nine. Um, but I've been running since my mid-20s, and I am currently training for the Bakersfield Half Marathon, which is one week before Sarah's Marathon. Oh, you're counting down too, huh? So you're seven weeks away from race date, huh? Yes. Yes. Getting in the double-digit runs this weekend. So, Love it. I love it. And Kathy, what about you? Hi, I'm Kathy. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I have three children. They are older. They're 25, 22, and 20. 
And I have, I can't remember a time I wasn't running. So many, many, many years, but recently I have transferred from the running club to the Epic Adventure Club where I'm running less and doing other things more. Love it. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about your training before we talk about the hike. So April and Sarah, you guys are both in the middle of training for running races. So did you add hikes into your training or kind of how did you get ready for these 20 miles? Um, April, I'll ask you that first. I should have done more hiking. I am going to admit that. (laughs) I did do a lot of Peloton hikes in the 30 to 45 minute range. I have to drive about 30 to 45 minutes to get to some hiking trails. And we've had a lot of rain here in California. So I did not get out on any trails at all during this training, which I should have. So um, I definitely would suggest get outside more. Okay. All right. And Sarah, you are a busy woman training for Boston, coaching mm-hmm. uh, an indoor track team. I mean, did you get any hikes in? Um, negative. <laughs> I did uh, take April's suggestion and did some Peloton hikes on the treadmill, which were great. And I liked that because I felt like it was time on my feet too for training. And it was incline, although I'm sure we'll discuss we didn't really face that much incline, but it still made me somewhat confident that I would be able to get through those 20 miles. Uh, very much a hiking newbie. I would love, love, love to hike all the time. But like you said, um, it's not really on the top of my to do, uh, I guess, must do list. So, um, this trip definitely inspired me to do more though. I like it. I like it. And Kathy, I saved you for last. Cause I think you were the most compliant. <laughs> if, if our listeners listen to anything, they'll have you in their ears last. So okay. what, what, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. Let me round it out. Um, I think because I didn't have anything, I wasn't training for anything else on the side. I really put all my focus into this event And I am extremely fortunate that I am surrounded by trails where I live, even though, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're wondering, well, that's not me, you know, walking anywhere is is training. So um, I think my longest hike was between 13 and 14 miles, and I would save my longer hikes for the weekend. And then uh, during the week, I tried to hike, oh, at least four times a week, usually five, anywhere from like four to six miles. And then it was interesting. I was on such a good jam. Oh, and I really upped my strength training too. And I credit a lot of my strength to not being sore at all at any portion of the event or really afterward. So the days where we had really inclement weather, which was this entire last month leading up to the event, I was indoors a lot. And then I just time on the treadmill just yeah. as as much as possible. And so you were walking on the treadmill with incline. Yes. Is that what I'm guessing? Yeah, okay. I would vary that. Like I would just push the button, like surprise me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if your, <laughs> your treadmill has that feature. It'll like just go up and down on its own. And I did that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like random guesswork or something like that mm-hmm. or random yeah. program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Random hills. Random hills. Yeah, exactly. Well, so was the distance intimidating to any of you? Um, like 20 miles is a long way to go. Did you guys, was that like, oh, I got it. Or was that something that you were a little nervous about? It was very intimidating to me. I stay in the half marathon range and I haven't even done that in the last few years. So, um, it was very intimidating to me. 
which, you know, I got my runs up to an eight mile run and I hoped oh. that that would help me. So, sure. but yes, it was very intimidating to me. Well, and you've mm-hmm. done just to, just to give background, you've done a, your only marathon, correct me if I'm wrong, is the virtual Boston, right? So you've yes. run a marathon by yourself, by yourself, right? It was yes. during COVID, correct? Yes. Uh, during COVID, October, 2021, I believe. Okay. Um, I try to black it out because it, was so <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't go well, but I did do that, but it has been a while. So I've been doing 10 K's and I haven't gone much over 10 K since then. Okay. So, All right. Yes. And Sarah, you mentioned you were going to uh, answer was 20 miles intimidating to you as well. Yes, it was intimidating to me because I guess I put it in the perspective of like a 20 mile run knowing obviously we weren't running, but it's still a lot of distance to cover. And when I do my 20 mile runs, you know, they take a while. And I I think the time too, um, knowing that we were going to be out there all day and just being prepared for that and knowing that we were going to be walking for upwards of seven hours, that was a little nerve wracking, but like, and my mind kind of wanted to go to that nervous feeling that it gets before races. And then I kept like drawing back and be like, no, 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 this is fine. Like this is going to be enjoyable. There's no pressure. It's, it's fine. And so that was kind of nice, like balance to, to counteract those nerves that I had. Nice. Nice. Well, so we got there that morning. Um, and I should say Sarah celebrated her 45th birthday, uh, two (laughs) evenings before, um, nice. We had done some limoncello shots, um, yeah. courtesy of our nice uh, restaurant <laughs> manager. So we were, yeah, free, free, free limoncello. Shots. Yeah, oh, I took us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy and April decided not to take one. Sarah did it all, and I took a sip. So that's where we are. <laughs> that's the kind of. I like. was uh, I was fueling for my fifteen miler the next morning, guys. I needed it exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, courage. there you go. So Sarah ran, so that we got there Thursday night, Friday, Sarah ran 15 miles to train for Boston and then did 20 on Saturday. So that's just giving you just a uh, a little background. Kathy and I in April, I think did like a 400 meter hike up to the (laughs) hole in the rock on Friday as our warm up. So anyway, okay. So we're at the start. Um, Kathy, it's been a long time since you've done an event. So tell me, like, how did it feel to have that energy about the MC bailed, so there was no music playing um, or any kind of that like pre-race kind of, here we go, guys. But but there, you know, the line of porta-potties, a lot of people milling around, taking pictures, that, that kind of energy going. How did that feel? It was amazing. I felt, I yeah, I was so bubbly inside. And even though it was a tiny bit chilly, um, you know, we brought layers and we knew it was going to be like that. But we got to see the sunrise right before you know, they let us start and there was, it was just, I love people watching April and I were saying, we love seeing other people's gear. Like, Oh, what shoes do you have? What pack do you have? Or are you using poles? You're not using poles. I just, you know, and then the vibe was just, I think grateful. Everybody was grateful to be there, to be able like to have the whole day ahead of them to be outside and be moving. And it was just, yeah, the views were spectacular. The energy was up and I was really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, the way that mammoth Mark works is that you sign up for a specific time wave. Like they go off every 15 minutes, um, and you kind of get sent off in like groups of about six people because they want to, you know, not have, I think they said that there were 1300 people there, which I didn't feel, I mean, I definitely felt 
more crowded than when I hiked by myself, but it never felt like there were 1300 people around me, right? They spread it out over like two hours, I think the starts. Yeah, I was, I was shocked when I saw that number. And so I feel like a lot of people must have signed up to start after us because it never felt that crowded. Agreed, agreed. We started at 7.15. I think we were the first wave or close to the first wave. So Sarah, again, you said this was your first kind of true hike. So how did that first mile compare to um, a running race mile where, you know, I feel like there's a very different, again, we're like kind of in a row of six and Mm -hmm. no one really crowding around you. How did that feel? Yeah, I think we were joking about like, you know, getting out hard and (laughs) settling in (laughs) a little, you know, there's none of that. Um, And I think we were just so excited and we didn't really know what was ahead and you can't see the trail. You literally go around the bends and keep going around bends. So um, for me, I was just super excited. And I love that at mile 19, they had, or I'm sorry, at mile one, they had a sign that said 19 miles to go, which we have a photo of. And, yeah. you know, that making it to that first mile felt significant. And then they all kind of like flew by after that. But the, definitely the vibe in the beginning was like Kathy said, it was just like we were having fun. And, um, you know, there's none of that, those, there's pre you still are doing you're setting out to do something really incredible and a big accomplishment but you don't have like at least for me I didn't have all of that what if what if what if that it, which I do when I'm about to run like a half marathon um so yeah. that was really fun place to be like a great mindset to to start the day with yeah yeah I mean April were you so so there is no starting there's no clock period April were you keeping track of splits or mileage or how like how how are you kind of charting our day your your day my watch would beep every time a mile would go by. And honestly, mm. those first 10 miles flew by. Okay. Yeah. The, especially the first five, when we got to the first aid station, I thought we're already at an aid station. It flew by. We were having so much fun and so much chatting. And it was just such a fun, a fun vibe. We were just, I was having a blast. I didn't have any of the pre-race jitters that I usually have. I don't know. I tried not to think too much about it because I was nervous heading up to it. I know Dimity is the fast walker. So I thought, <laughs> oh, Dimity, please don't leave me on this trail. Um, but we did a really good job of staying together, kind of venturing off and coming back together. So, but yeah, my watch would go off every time and I would think, wow, another mile is just zipped by. And yeah, we were keeping yeah. such good pace that once we hit a few miles in, and I saw how good our pace was, I just kind of stopped worrying. Yep. And knowing like, they're not going to close this trail and leave us on this trail. We are totally fine, even if we take longer. So the relaxed vibe, the relaxed atmosphere of it, it was just so fun. I loved it. Yeah. There's no sag wagon coming for you or whatever they call it when, when you know, a sweeper, I guess. Um, <laughs> right. So they, they say you're going to do about 20 miles in about eight hours, but again, it's very relaxed. So if you do the math there, it's about two and a half miles an hour, which is about a 20 minute mile, which um, the the ground, we're going to talk about the elevation in a little bit, but it's relatively flat given that you're going 20 miles. It's not like you're climbing a mountain and coming down it by any stretch. So, um, so 20 minute mile is, is very doable. Um, it, or if it's not with training, it would so we get to the first aid station. Kathy, describe it and kind of what the vibe was like. And yeah. Yeah. We, like I said, it was chilly when we started. And when we got to that first aid station, the sun was 
fully up and blazing and all of us peeled off our layers. I mean, you know, we were down to our t-shirts. Sarah, Sarah, I know you started with pants. I can't remember when you like switched to shorts, but was it there? I waited, I think, to the mile 10, the second aid okay. station. Yeah. Yeah. But like we were already sweating and, you know, I mean, we were all coming from like winter climates. I mean, yeah. April, I know is from California, but it had been raining there. And so here we are full sun, like we've worked up a sweat. They had music going. Uh there were peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or like jelly and honey. There were bananas. There was like a whole spread for us. Lots to drink, lots of fuel options. And they had tables and chairs set up. So like you could, which was so thoughtful because to be able to put your uh, hydration pack down and sort of like pack it up again with your layers or take things out if you needed them. There were porta potties, which, oh my gosh, that was my <laughs> biggest fear going into this because <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm used to ultras in the woods and you just go find some trees or bushes, but we were out in the open and the only thing you could really hide behind was a swaro cactus, which does not hide anything. So it was so <laughs> nice. Like when we, when they had real porta potties, that was fantastic. They just took such good care of us. And it, it also was like, Oh wait, Oh my gosh, here we are. Like everyone was saying, I can't believe we're at the first aid station already. Yeah, that, it was very open. I mean, I've never hiked like that before where you just, there are no trees, right? No, I mean, and, there were no, no options for peeing behind a bush. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And even though it is definitely billed as a hiking event um, and they say to not run or, you know, try not to run on the website, there were definitely some runners going through. And I was thinking about how to kind of describe this. And I would be like, you know, like when you are supposed to go 15 miles an hour on the freeway. I'm just saying, I'm making this up because you don't go 15 miles on a freeway and someone comes blasting by at 40. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like you're all doing the same thing on the same path, but I don't know. There's just this like element of, um, it's just disruptive, I guess is what mm -hmm. I would say. Um, if I, if, if I was being honest, because the, the, the path is a little narrow. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we could walk two across. We never could walk four across. And sometimes we were single file. And um, mm -hmm. as Kathy alluded to, like Swaro Cac, like, you're not going off the path. There's like prickly things on either mm -hmm. side of you for most of the, you know, you know, you're not, you don't want to trip and have to land somewhere and get thorns in you. So um, Sarah, you're like our, you know, you are training for Boston. You'd done 15 miles the day before. Was mm -hmm. it like, tell me about what you thought about the runners. And like, also it's hard when someone passes you and you're a runner. And you're running, yeah. you know, and you're not running. So I guess yes. just talk about that dilemma yeah, a little I, bit. Then. I think we brought, you know, we, one of our topics of conversation on the trail was just like that competitive like vibe that I think we all have. And, you know, we don't want to be passed. And then all it's kind of comes as a surprise, too, because you're like, where'd you come from? And why are you yeah. going so fast? And, you know, it kind of like was a little bit of a like they crept up on us. And then you could tell like there's a lot of people. And so we just kind of stepped aside and let them go. Um, I do feel like those people were probably using it as some kind of training run where they knew they were going to get support and like akin to like me doing a half marathon uh, for a training run where I'm going to use like the water and just know there's aid stations. I, I assume that's what they were doing because I don't know why else you would sign up for a hike and then run it. So it sure. kind of was like a little bothersome. Um, but you know, people are going to do what they got to do. And I think your metaphor, like, you know, the, the cars on the highway is, is just, 
it's just like a little like uh, like annoying. And then, you know, just let them go. And I definitely I, a few people have asked me since we got back was like, oh, wow, you did a 20 mile or did you do a 20? Did you run like it was a 20 mile run? And I was like, no, 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 no. It was a hike. I intended to hike. I did not want to run. There were people running and it bothered me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and no shade if anyone is listening and they were one of the people running out there, I guess everybody's going to do what they got to do. But um, for us, I think it, we intended our intention was to hike and to, mm-hmm. to keep a solid pace. And that's what we were doing. Yeah. So I'd say yeah. that was one little thing. But I think it's also the terrain. It probably was so amenable to running because it was a lovely groomed mostly flat trail. So I could see why you'd want to run versus like maybe if it's a in Delaware Valley, it's not going to be as, you know, crisp and clean of a trail. Maybe people would be less inclined to run it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. We'll be right back after this break. A good night's sleep. It's something we all strive for, yet it can be so elusive. I recently started sleeping a whole lot better thanks to a new pillow. It's by Lagoon, founded by a Minnesota husband and wife team who are lifelong athletes, and they were in search of better sleep. Lagoon makes premium performance pillows with athletes in mind. There are seven pillow styles to choose from with an easy two-minute quiz to learn your perfect pillow for sliding effortlessly into deep, restorative sleep. My perfect pillow? The Otter which is fully adjustable, meaning you can remove fill to make the height just right for your own personal neck and back alignment. I took out some fill to let my neck relax better overnight. The Otter Pillow also has a unique cooling effect from its gel-infused shredded memory foam, which helps regulate your temperature throughout the night. Since sleeping on the Otter, which, yes, I realize isn't a phrase you hear every day, I fall asleep faster, wake up less frequently during the night, and wake feeling more well-rested. U.S. Olympic Trials Marathon qualifier Caitlin Keene saw her deep, restorative sleep increase by 52 minutes when she started using the Fox Pillow from Lagoon. Wake up for morning runs or resistance training sessions more refreshed with the perfect Lagoon Pillow for you. Go to lagoonsleep.com AMR and take their awesome two-minute sleep quiz to find your match. Then use code AMR for 15% off your first purchase. That's lagoonsleep.com slash AMR with code AMR for 15% off your first purchase. L-A-G-O-O-N sleep.com slash AMR with code AMR for 15% off your first purchase. Now that our human kids are off at college, my husband and I rely more on our animal babies, French bulldog Augie and his feline brothers Leo and Pablo, for affection. Most evenings, all three pets snuggle with us as we watch a British crime drama or sci-fi thriller, all five of us on our thankfully king-size bed. If you have a fur baby, you know how stressful visits to the vet's office are, both because of the potential for bad health news and how expensive the bill will be. If you had pet insurance, however, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills really can add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. 
To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash AMR. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash AMR. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash AMR. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. My birthday is next week. I swear the earth is traveling around the sun faster with each passing year. As my husband and I are getting older, planning for our family's financial security has become a top priority. It's crucial to ensure we're prepared and have enough life insurance in case something unexpected happens and one of us is out of the picture. Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. The application process is all online and on your schedule. Just apply when it's convenient for you. There are no appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. And Fabric has more than just life insurance. It's a one-stop shop that also has free digital wills. As a side note, my BFF is a single mom, and when she visited recently, she finally checked Make a Will and Get It Signed off her to-do list thanks to me telling her about Fabric. She said the process was so incredibly simple. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash AMR. That's meetfabric.com slash AMR. Meet, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash AMR. Policies insured by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. So, Kathy, was the flat? So, again, like you live in Colorado Springs down by some beautiful trails that are you basically are going up or down within like a mile, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your first uh, your first kind of wait when you get on. So was it weird to be on such flat ground all the time? Um, no, it was wonderful. It was actually great. Yeah, it was, I would say it was gently rolling. Um, mm-hmm. There were parts that were pretty flat, but there was also a long stretch where there was kind of an, a sneaky incline in there. I think, was it miles nine to 13? It was just kind of a slow uphill. And I think that's yeah. why if you're training for something, you know, go ahead and train for, train for hills, train for ups and downs, you know, do your strength workouts because it just, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. I I felt prepared for it. And there were also bits where, you know, it was rocky or like you said, Dimity, there were times that we had to walk single file and there was a little, maybe a little bit of washout. And so you're just, you know, you want, you want all parts of you to be strong, but it was also nice to not have switchbacks where you're just going straight up and your knees are like up to your chin going up, 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 up. It was not like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And April, um, you were nervous about that hill from nine to 13. Uh, we talked about it a little <laughs> bit in the car over um, because the profile looked, I mean, if you're looking at it, it looked like we were climbing a mountain, right? You kind of had to look at the scale <laughs> next to it. But I mean, talk about that was, that was, I mean, it was 1300 feet of climbing, I think total. Is that what your guys' like devices think- said? Yes, I think so. 
around there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how did that feel to you? Oh, it, like Kathy said, it was sneaky. Um, there yeah. was enough where you would, you could feel, you could feel the incline, but you'd go down a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was not hard. I, I didn't feel like I was ever, you know, gasping for air or anything like that. Or, sure. but it, it, you could feel, you could feel the incline. I was happy that I had done those Peloton hikes. They did prepare me for that to get yeah. that elevation in. So, yeah. but it, it wasn't, it wasn't super challenging. It was, it was good. It was just right. What, what we didn't know about was the Arroyo at the end, mm-hmm. um, which uh, <laughs> the way that I think of it is, is like, it's just washed out sand. I think that's the correct, mm-hmm. you know, that is a of- really fancy word for the <laughs> ugliest, nastiest <laughs> part of our hike. That makes it sound fancy dimity, but it was awful. <laughs> Well, yeah. So we got to mile 15, right? So we, so, so there was a, an aid station at five, two water stations in between five and 15, where you could fill up your water and they had electrolytes and stuff and porta potties. And then very well marked as far as like when you were going to knew you were going to get food again. We, we can, we'll talk about food in a little bit, but, um, but we got to 15 and we're like, wow, we're almost done. This is amazing. Like, you know, we, we kept our 20 minute pace or less and, then the Royal hit and it's like, it's like walking on a beach, but not the, if you've come to one of our Hilton head retreats where, you know, we go and run a half marathon in the sand. It's not like that. It was like that very, like your, your heel digs in your toe digs in. Like it is a, it is an effort to move forward with every step. That's kind of where I, I got a little crusty inside. I think <laughs> a little angry. What about you guys? Was, would you Same. call that your wall or what? Yeah. Yeah. April. I felt like I started hitting a bit of a wall at the last aid station. I think we stood there. The bathroom line was really long. Yes, I feel it was. like we we stood there for a long time and my legs, like when you're out on a run and you have to stop at a stoplight and the stoplight is just a little too long. And when you start running again, it doesn't feel good. That's kind of what that felt like to me. I just started hitting a wall. I just started feeling chafing. <laughs> chafing. Yes. We were really sweaty at that point. And I just, I started hitting the wall and then we hit that. And I would describe it as just very like deep gravel is what it felt mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And that, that is when um, the cussing started. Um, <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is when I started questioning, questioning my life choices. And then yeah. that lady walked by and said, this feels so good on my joints. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> That's yeah, when we had to break some... out the uh, Taylor Swift. That's yes. what I think turned exactly. the tables there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and it did feel like we were in the Royal for a while. I mean, it was a nice, well, Sarah, I remember you mm-hmm. saying a sign up ahead and you're like, oh, that's going to be 17. And mm-hmm. it was 16. That was a little <laughs> bit of a blow to the ego, right? Because Yes. You well, know, my watch had died, so I had no, like, <laughs> no gauge. And I was like, oh, yeah. we're doing so well. That has to be 17. And then I was like, and you're like, eh, it's not. So, <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's yeah. always points in these long journeys. Where, like, you know, you do have the low points. I'm a very optimistic person. So I was trying to remain optimistic, <laughs> but I just feel like that was, I, I, I guess we, I, maybe none of us really anticipated the surface being so um, loose there. Cause I was like, gosh, no, we didn't like sign up for a walk on the beach. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and there was, was it, it was a few miles of that. It's not like yeah. we just had 
you know, half a mile of deep sand. It was it was a few miles. So it was it was definitely challenging. And that was the heat of the day at that point. And, you know, that's when you're really sick of like that salted caramel goo that I had at the beginning that tasted so <laughs> yummy. Like, no, I don't want that at mile yeah. 18. I'm, you know, you just want to be done. So it was it was definitely challenging. And if I I'm speaking for myself, if I had been by myself, I would have probably grumbled the whole way. But the fact that we were together and like mm-hmm. Sarah said, Dimity busted out her phone and put some music <laughs> on for us so we could sing along and just like there's a little bit of, OK, we're going to do this. We're going to finish the, you know, every step forward is closer to the finish line. And it just really it helped. I thought it was wonderful that we were together. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And that was, there was a lot of groups of women hiking together. I mean, there were Mm -hmm. still, there were men there too, of course, and, and some co-ed groups, but I definitely feel like it's a great event for, um, you know, people like us who like, Mm -hmm. you know, who like a challenge, you know, I mean, you know, I, I have to say if it would have felt easy the whole way, I'm not sure if I would have felt as gratified as Mm -hmm. I did crossing the finish line. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, you want to feel like I'm ready to be done. I worked really hard you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also we did, we chatted almost the whole way. I mean, you know, got to know each other better, had some bonding, laughed, you know, talked through a lot of stuff and it was very fun. Um, and I, mm-hmm. and I saw that happening with other groups as well. There was two older ladies that we passed at one point and they had come and done a 15 mile training hike in that same area. They must've been locals and they were both like listening to music in their own world and like their own music, right. They had their mm-hmm. headphones in and, I was like, okay, I get that. But again, that would have felt like too solitary for me, I mm-hmm. think, you know, um, yeah. it's not an event I would want, have wanted to do by myself at all no. because there were, uh, there was a lot of group energy there. So I agree with you, Kathy. And it was really nice to have just like, okay. And, and again, like we didn't say we had to be done at a certain time, you know, we ended up mm-hmm. finishing in seven hours and 20 minutes for anyone who's curious. And that was my watch that I kept running through all the rest stops. I didn't stop. I didn't stop it at all. So again, well within that eight hour limit. And if you are coming with us uh, into Delaware Valley, if it takes you eight and a half or nine hours, you can tell like the energy is still there. The finish line is still going to be there. It's, it's a very, what I would call it is like a very gentle challenge, you know, or, mm-hmm. an, or would you guys call it a relaxing challenge? I don't know. Is that an oxymoron? What, how would you describe it, April? Accessible. Remember I said, this is a very accessible, if you have the fitness to be on your feet for seven hours, you can do that or eight hours or nine hours. You can do that. It's gentle. Mm-hmm. It's so well supported. Um, if you yeah. needed to sit down at a table and I saw people taking their shoes off or changing their socks or clipping their toenails. <laughs> we, did, we did have a little moment about clipping your toenails. If you need to clip your toenails, let's do that before the hike, okay? And who thinks to bring a toenail clipper with them on a 20-mile hike? I mean, I wouldn't. That was my, that was my question. Um, yeah. But it is. it was a very accessible hike, and we just had so much fun. And the sing-along at the end is what got us through or got me through. Mm-hmm. That's when yeah. I was really struggling. And when we were singing and laughing, I didn't feel my feet anymore. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's great. Yeah. Well, so is there anything you would do differently, Kathy? Is there anything you would do differently or any tips you have for someone who might be going out for a longer hike? The only thing, know, know your trail etiquette. I was just really surprised at the amount of people that would come up behind us 
and not understand what good trail etiquette is. Like if you come Mm -hmm. up behind someone, you just are really polite and say on your left and then you just move past them. Whereas we would have groups of people like come up behind us and sit on the back of our necks and just hover there. And it's like, okay, what do you want me to do? So that, that I found that kind of irritating. So just like, don't be afraid if you're in an event like this and you come up behind someone, just say, oh, hey, I'm on your left and just, you know, move past them, but let them know. And then they'll move over a little bit. That was frustrating. And also like, just, it's the same, a hike is the same as a running race where yes. everybody wants to pass you all the time. And then you get to the <laughs> aid stations and they'd all be there together. And then we would leave the aid station before them. And I'd swear we finished before a lot of this. So it's like, <laughs> what is your hurry? Just enjoy the day. Like I get it if you want to finish in a certain time, but um, just relax, know your trail etiquette, just go out there and have fun. It's it was such a wonderful day for all of us. And for me, I just had the best day. I know. What, what did it feel like to get that medal at the end? Oh, it's like it's been I a got, while, right? I got a little teary because yeah. um, it's it's been a while. There's There's a lot of things that I challenge myself to do, but because I'm not running anymore, I don't sign up for a ton of events that have medals. And I didn't even know there were going to be medals, which is so funny. So when they handed it to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got a medal again. And it's proudly hanging right now with all my other medals. I was so excited. That's great. Well, you get a finisher certificate as well. And um, it's a kind of a thing where they encourage you to go It's kind of like Ragnar, where you can do different Ragnars. So you get a little passport and you get your stamp. You get a stamp in your passport. And so, like, if you do another one, you can bring your passport and get it stamped and it's it's got that kind of um, return quality to it. Uh, we we passed two women who did um, twice. They've done two in Orlando and in, in Florida. One was in Orlando, and I can't remember where the other one was. And then they're going to do another one in Florida in October. So they mm-hmm. they flew to Phoenix to you know get out of the cold of Florida. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> do something different. Do something different. Um, April or Sarah, is there anything that you guys would do differently? I would have gotten out on some trails mm-hmm. <laughs> and not just relied on my treadmill. Um, but that's it. Um, I also wore, um, socks that I put pulled out of a package that morning. Um, I wouldn't have done that. I got a few blisters, but no, other than that. And like the trail etiquette, etiquette, like Kathy said, sometimes someone would want to pass you on one of the single file trails, like next to a cactus, you know, they be patient. Uh, you're not, you're not going to win a race. So um, I would say that look into what the trail etiquette, I don't know trail etiquette, but I know how to be polite. And I felt like a lot of people, (laughs) I did so many people would be breathing. Like I literally would almost feel them breathing down my neck. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you were going to get your heels clipped almost, right? Like you're like, yeah, yeah. I did. And like Kathy said, we would see them at the aid station and we would leave before them. So I, I don't know what the point of it all is to get there faster, but um, just have fun. Just go out and, and have fun and, um, you know, challenge yourself, but don't, don't have such high expectations that it takes away from the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Sarah, any, any advice yeah. you would have maybe uh, about sunscreen? <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, this is like common sense, but make sure you reapply sunscreen throughout the day, yeah. especially in the Arizona sun. Um, I had my hair down beginning of the race. So I think that was my, my mistake is that I didn't like really go to 
town on my sunscreen on my neck. So I got sunscreen on the back of my neck and then on the back of my leg, I'm sunburned on the back of my neck and legs, um, which I applied very hastily at one of the rest stops and I didn't do like the full like leg. So fortunately it was not anything terrible. It went away, but um, I got to travel home with a big redneck. So that's, and you know, I got a couple of comments like, Oh, I can tell you've been in the sun. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that anymore at this age. So, um, yeah, sun protection. And also Dimity, you came in clutch with those gummy bears. Uh, you made us little baggies of gorp and gummy bears. And I would just say, personally, I would pack more gummy bears because that's like my go-to, like, I know gummy bears just make me happy. And I got, ran out of gummy bears at one point and I got really like peckish at some, and I was like, I wish I had more gummy bears. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I'll share my anecdote about snacks. So Dimity, you are the queen of, um, just preparedness, I would say, but also just like, uh, knowing what to do on the trail. You're the most experienced of all of us. And I was all like, I got these four big chocolate bars I'm going to pack. And you're like, Sarah, those are going to melt. <laughs> yes. And so um, I'm glad I didn't pack the chocolate bars because they would have been a melty mess. But I'm glad that you gave us the gorp and the gummy bears. And I say whatever makes like Kathy just mentioned the you know, salted caramel goo. You know, if you think you might get sick of something, pack something that would be a special treat. Like, you know, if it's sour or sweet or whatever, put that in there when you need a boost. Totally. Well, good. Well, the only thing that I would change, and I'll just share this because it's still like, I, just, I was having a low moment and I was trying to get video. And so I was like getting you guys to um, say something. And I was like, well, that was kind of a C plus. Like you all went around and did something and it just was like, and I, and I was like, oh my God, Dimity, that was, should have been in my internal dialogue, not my external dialogue. It was fair. It was a fair yes. assessment. I, I got like nervous because somebody like I got self-conscious because these two guys were passing us and I was just like, oh, I can't like act all hyper and excited because I have an audience all of a sudden. So yeah, yes, I yeah, give myself yeah. a C plus for that too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I was very funny. I did not take it personally at all. And I turned it back around on you later. So yeah, exactly. You did. You did. I know. I know. Well, maybe we'll share that video on Instagram so you can see. I mean, it was actually fine. And I mean, come on. It was like our first time I was hiking. We were all hiking. You know, it wasn't like I stopped and said, okay, now this is what we're going to do, you know? So anyway, well, I love sharing the day with you guys. I love that we found an event that is so accessible and challenging at the same time. I'm with Kathy and that it's, it feels really fun to be part of something, yeah. but part of something as a group, right? Mm -hmm. That has the right, the right amount of challenge, but also very little pressure. And I just think that's like delicious combination for me, mm -hmm. at least in my life right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, couldn't recommend it more, Mammoth March. And if you want to join us in Delaware, again, it's June 15th. It's a Saturday. We still have spots open. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can take a look at that. We just started week four of training of a 20-week plan. And I will tell you, if you are joining us, you are going to be very, very well prepared, which is the best thing to be because we can just go and enjoy the day um, and you are going to have an amazing day. And if you want to go, you know, climb a mountain the next weekend, you might be able to do that too. That's how strong and ready you are going to be. So excited to have this go again in Delaware. And thanks, ladies, for joining us and for, for coming, first of all, making the effort to get to Arizona and then sharing about it today. It was really fun. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So fun. 
Yes. Thank you, Dimity. Well, thank you, Dimity. Yeah. You planted the seed along many months ago. And I, speaking for myself, so happy I did it. So happy to spend the day, the weekend with you, ladies. And I do feel like it's such a big accomplishment. I'm also displaying my medal um, prominently. So I'm glad that we were able to do that together. Makes it even more special. Yes. Our podcast was produced today by Barry Medore of Fire on the Bluff in St. Paul, Minnesota, where there is some good hiking.